You're listening to the Candler in Conversation podcast from the Candler Foundry at Emory University's Candler School of Theology. We engage our faculty, staff, students, and alumni in conversations about faith, practice, and vocation. We hope that our podcast inspires you to explore theology, grow spiritually, and learn in community. And now it's time for the episode. Hello, listeners, and welcome to our series, Ministry and Entrepreneurship, where we highlight members of the Candler community that successfully operate in both spaces. I'm your host, Crystal Lee, and today I'm sitting here with Reverend Orlando Evans. Orlando currently serves as senior pastor at Bright Star United Methodist Church in Douglasville, Georgia. He actively encourages others to be united by faith and defined by love. Orlando owns Bowtie Photos, LLC, and is one of Atlanta's premier event photography and photo booth operators. His clients include the United Way of Greater Atlanta, Emory University, the Black Data Processors Association, and more. Orlando earned a Master of Business Administration from the University of Michigan and a Master of Divinity from M University's Candler School of Theology in 2019. Orlando, I'm so excited for our conversation. Welcome. Krista, it's always good to be with you and to see you and connect. I'm looking forward to today's discussion. Tell us a bit more about Bowtie Photos. I had the wonderful opportunity of seeing you work as a student and now staff member. So just tell us how you got started and how business is now. Well, Bowtie Photos has been a wonderful blessing. Uh, I never in my mind dreamed that I would uh, be a professional pro- photographer one day. But just to give you uh, the backstory, I had a successful career in corporate America. And when I responded to the call uh, to enter ministry, I had an entrepreneurial journey. And um, the Lord uh, brought to my heart that one of the things that I did frequently and was good at was taking photos. Um, I was not a professional photographer at the time, but actively supported community groups, family events, etc. And so it, it was a step of faith that I launched Bowtie Photos while um, en route to Candler. And uh, it's just been a wonderful blessing to be able to capture community events, corporate events, um, church events, and then even to grow that beyond event photography to personal shoots, uh, as well as photo booths, various types of photo booths. So it's it's always a pleasure to join uh, clients at festive events and momentous occasions and be able to capture the moment with Bowtie Photos. I want to dig a little deeper into something you just said. You were you said at the time, I was not a professional photographer. So at what point did, did it really start to feel like Bowtie Photos, Orlando Evans, I'm, I am a professional because I know that sometimes when we're starting out in, mini- in ministry and in entrepreneurship, we're trying to really figure out that space and gain that level of just authority and knowing that we're doing this and that we have the confidence. So what helped you get there? Well, really what defines someone as being a professional, whether it's a service provider, photographer, et cetera, is the willingness of someone else to pay you for your services. And so when I made the transition from uh, a hobbyist to professional, it was really fueled by the fact I was leaving corporate America. I took a $100,000 pay cut uh, in salary to work part-time at a local church while going to, uh, while getting ready to transition to seminary. And upon praying, I, I heard God say, I'm going to bless you with what you used to do for free. And so I did a lot of stuff for free because I was always helping people but then, as I mentioned, I, I realized that most of my life, I was the guy uh, in high school taking yearbook pictures. I was the 
the person in undergrad capturing the fraternity and, and campus events. I was the one uh, in corporate taking pictures at our community and corporate functions. And I just recognized that this was something that I had as a gift or skill. But it was a transition moving from hobbyists to, uh, to, a, to a professional. So the first thing I had to do was go out and get professional equipment. And having never used any before, never having any formal training, uh, I went to Costco and got the best camera that I could afford. And by that time, I was in seminary. I didn't, time, I didn't have time to enroll in photography classes. So I, I figured out the best way for me to learn was to learn by doing. And so I, I, I was not at the point yet that I was good enough to bill people or charge people. So I started to donate my time uh, to help the school out. I would go to a chapel and whenever we had worship, I would snap photos. Part of it was to assist the school, but part of it was was real-time training for me. I did the same thing with the United Way. I was always active in the community. I would go and uh, attend their events, volunteer as a photographer. And uh, the same thing with the National Black MBA Association. I was a former board member, uh, director of community affairs. And when I joined the social media team, uh, that was another means for me to volunteer. And an interesting thing happened as, as I continued to serve, my skills got better and got stronger. And each of these platforms where I was donating time had a conversation with me and said, the quality of your work is great. Um, we, we want you to support us and we're willing to pay you. So God opened up that door um, for me to be able to use a passion or a talent or skill uh, to develop it and then to monetize it. Development is so important. And what I what I heard from everything that you said is that practice is so essential. Even when we get to the point of being a professional, practice is in our, I think, everyday work, especially with what you do. Photography is consistently changing and evolving. And there's so many styles. I actually follow um, Orlando's business on Facebook. And so when 360, like 360 photo booths kind of became a thing, I was so excited to see like you posting your um way of like learning about it and people were really excited. And then now like you offered this service as well. So it's fun to see that even as an established businessman that now you still make sure that practice is a part of your work. Absolutely. You you have to uh you have to stay current. And so being aware of of what new trends are, are coming up. As you mentioned the 360 uh and now they're they're roaming photo booths where you can walk around events and capture photos. So one is is having an awareness, but then not only having awareness, but practicing to the point that you become excellent at what you do. Because it's one thing to take photos or spin booths or capture people with, with, with regular photo booths. It's, and it's another thing to do it with a level of service that you enhance an event. In fact, that was a compliment that I received from a client recently and said, you're, you're an extension of my business. The way that you engage with the clients, the way that you welcome them, you're part of that experience. And, and there's a lot of value that you bring. And I think no matter what line of business or hobby uh, that we convert to uh, to something that we get paid for, no matter what that is, the attitude and the energy in which we do it is the thing that's really going to help to sell. Being positive, uh, not half doing things, as I tell my children all the time. No, we don't have do in this household. <laughs> We're going to revisit <laughs> that. Come on now. <laughs> I love and, that. And even as I'm coaching people that I, I'm um, helping to groom and train, I give them feedback that helps them uh, be excellent at what you're doing because it's one thing for people to pay you 
and you you deliver something that's okay uh, or kind of okay, and it's another thing for someone to pay you, and you exceed their expectations, and you create value for what you, for what you do for them. That is so true. It's so important that we have integrity in our business. And I think that is exactly what you are hitting on here. As a person who went from corporate America, you mentioned that, you know, you took a $100,000 pay cut. Wow. Uh, in order to start seminary at Candler, how would you say that being at Candler really helped you hone in on in new ways, your entrepreneurial creativity? Like how did Candler help with that space for you? Well, Candler was extremely supportive. Um, in helping me to focus in on my call. And so it's, it's, it's a, it's a strange conversation with family and friends to, to say, Hey, I'm, I'm moving away from a promising career. And, um, at the time I was being considered for, uh, diversity and, and inclusion work with, which is really popular right now. I had done a lot of volunteer work, uh, with affinity groups while in corporate and I was approached by the director of diversity and inclusion who wanted to groom me to be their replacement. And they said, I have to present this opportunity to you. What do you think? I said, I, I, I would love to do this, <laughs> but I have to respond to this call that God has on my life. And she told me, I've been watching you and I figured you would say that. Uh, so one, one of the things that Candler helped me to do is to just continue to discern my call. And in discerning my call, trust God, even though we can't necessarily see the the next few immediate steps, just trust God. And because I trusted God, I was able to step away from a a lucrative career, uh, promising future in terms of responsibility and and compensation, and trust that the reward that I would get from serving the kingdom would be greater. And because I was faithful to kingdom things, it was God who opened the door for me to be able to receive Fortune 500 clients, major universities, entertainers, uh, Grammy award-winning entertainers, and to be able to support different people that I never dreamed of working with um, because I I was faithful and, and, and I discerned the call and put the priority on the call and trusted that if I first sought the kingdom of heaven and God's righteousness, all other things would be added. I have to start by saying amen, because that was definitely a word. I do hope that for someone listening who's really trying to figure out how to make that choice, because it definitely is a choice. I pray that this was inspiring to you, that even what you just said is inspiring. I do want to continue on this conversation to then kind of pivot and ask you about how did you approach specifically at Candler, and you can also use you know other clients as well. How did you secure those contracts? Like how how did you navigate that space? Because sometimes you have the skill and you're doing all of those things right, but it's starting those negotiations and getting those contracts. How did you do that? And how would you suggest someone else would try the same thing in your field? What one thing that helped me is that I always had the heart of a servant. So again, as, as I mentioned, I, I never went to professional photography school. I learned by doing, and I, I realized that as I was capturing picture, it was important to do so from having a heart of a servant. So I would think what would be valuable or useful to the school, um, not only for me to like practice my skills and, and, and you know, explore different angles, but what would be helpful for the school in terms of content to capture in a way that will help it to further its mission. And so that, that was the first thing. 
And after serving at chapel, after supporting some of the student groups, after capturing some of the political things that we were involved in on campus, at the end, end of the year, I went to the office at, at Candler, the dean of students, I met with the dean of students at Candler, and thanked her for the opportunity for me to share images that I had captured. But then at the same time, I, I, I've acknowledged that these images have been very useful to the school, and I would love it if I could be an official vendor. And so I started by serving and having a heart to give. I perfected my craft while serving, but then I closed the circle by saying, I understand that I delivered a certain level of value to you. Let's consider a partnership where we can be mutually beneficial in terms of value. Thank you for really explaining all of that. That is so helpful, especially as we're thinking about for being entrepreneurs, how do we take that next step? So as you know, and I told you about this before with this podcast, the goal is to really be practical. And so if you could share three practical tips to someone who is listening right now and trying to approach the entrepreneurial space, what would those three tips be? Absolutely. And I pray that this will be useful to our listeners. The first thing, similar to what we've shared, is to discern what talents, skills, gifts, and abilities you've been blessed with. And then offer, as a number two, offer these gifts to strengthen either your church or community or whatever organization that you're aligned with. And then three, explore opportunities to monetize those talents. And the way that you do that first, make people aware using your social media, using websites, perhaps go ahead and start that LLC when you get to the point of being proficient and being excellent at what you're doing. And then you want to have a fair dollar amount in mind because it's it's one thing when you're entering a business and, and there is some flexibility. You, sh- you should have a rate that you can enter, but don't be afraid as you evolve and you invest in equipment and you invest in resources to, to evolve the rates that you charge people. So the rate that I charged back five, six years ago is totally <laughs> different than what I'm charging now. But at the same time, the value that I deliver now, the skills that I have now, the uh, quality of equipment that I have now is at a different level. So there, there's growth all along. But if you do those things, prayerfully discern your gifts Offer these gifts to help someone else and then explore opportunity to monetize that. You'll be off to a great start. Thank you for those three tips. The money thing is so uncomfortable sometimes, especially when you're just starting out in business. But what you said that I really loved is people have to honor the investment. And so as you shared, when you invest your time and your talents and even your own finances and making sure you have proper equipment, the money that you get from it should honor the investment that you also did make. So on, it's on us to make sure that we're actually doing the part of investing in ourselves and in our businesses to make sure that it is well so that we can attract those clients that really can see the value in our work. I want to say thank you again for coming on here today. For anyone that is listening, if you would like to learn more about Reverend Orlando Evans or just hear any one of our other inspiring talks, just go ahead and visit us at candlerfoundry.emory.edu or email us today at candlerfoundry.emory.edu. This podcast was brought to you by Emory's Candler School of Theology. To learn more about our institution, please visit us at candler.emory.edu.